Hey friend, welcome to The Quest, the podcast featuring three guys who happen to be on staff at the First Christian Church in Cookville, Tennessee, having conversations about following and pursuing God with all of our hearts and helping the church live authentic Christ-following lives in a post-Christian culture. Hey friends, welcome to The Quest, where we uh, we like to get together once a week and just talk about the Lord and living for Him. And, and uh, right now we're walking through a book, and I never can remember the title. What is the title of the book? Unfolding Grace. Unfold- I'm the only one with the book in front of me. That's okay. That's I okay. I mean, it's the Bible, so. Exactly. But it's called Unfolding Grace, and it's, it's basically an author took uh, the scriptures and and uh, probably the majority of them, there's a few of the passages that we kind of uh, gloss over, but but it, we're walking through the scriptures and considering grace and uh, and its manifestations all the way through, and it's it's pretty cool. Today we're going to talk about the flood, but I want to welcome you in. I'm glad you're here. Um, wherever you are, if there's an opportunity to hit a like button or leave a comment or subscribe or follow, we appreciate you doing that. Share it with your friends, and we hope it'll be a blessing to you. And we were just talking before we started that uh, be a good idea if we, we began with prayer. So let's do that. Father, I thank you for this time. Um, it's always good to pause and think about you and spend time with you and do that with other people who love you. And so Lord, I just thank you for Jared and Josh and for your blessing on their families and, and the same for mine and, and, uh, on our time together. And I just pray that as we consider the flood, uh, what an epic, literally epic event. And, uh, and we look for your grace and your goodness in that event and, and let any other lessons we can learn. We just pray that you'd guide us, uh, and teach us and, uh, be with the folks that are listening, bless them today and help us all to become more of who you want us to be in Jesus name. We pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So we're talking about the flood. And, and one of the things that I do know about our book is that it comes with a little study guide and there are two discussion questions. So we're just going to kind of jump right into this first one. Let Josh read it because he's the only one who has a book and, <laughs> and, and we'll see where it goes. I have not pre-read these. I kind of did that on purpose. So we, we just kind of respond right from, I'm, I'm just lazy. No. <laughs> I, I intentionally want to just the read the text. The difference also is you guys can just, your mind works a whole lot quicker than mine. Oh. Because you guys, a question can be asked and you guys can go on it forever. And I'm like. That's not always a good thing. By the end of it, I'm still like, <laughs> I think this is. So I have to process ahead of time before we get in here and talk. That just means you're the smartest one in the room. Go ahead. For sure. Okay. So the first question is, what does the judgment of the flood teach us about humanity's character and God's? Mm. (laughs) We're bad. He's good. Yeah. Um, We're fallen. He's perfect. He's just. That was. (laughs) You know what? I, I, I don't know where I go with this, but there is a limit to what he will tolerate. I mean, that's just there. Yeah, long suffering isn't necessarily endless, endless suffering. suffering. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he does come through with grace with with Noah. Yeah, um, and uh, that's pretty amazing. And you know, we could sit here and split hairs all day long. Like, was Noah really that much better than four other people somewhere on the planet? You know what I? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I get into trouble when I speculate like that. God knew, right? God knew his heart. He knew, and yet, um, um. Yeah, um, I do. There is that passage that 
early on in chapter 6, where it says um, every inclination of their heart was only evil Mm -hmm. all the time. Oh, yeah. Wow. And I think we're not there. I mean... We're not far off. Most of the inclinations (laughs) of our world's heart are mostly evil most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But wow, what a statement. Yeah. well, in the the scary part, because that hasn't changed, no. the scary part is there's a whole group of Christians who are starting to change it to, well, you're mostly good. God created you good, so therefore you have the ability to do these things. You just choose not to, um, and that's just dangerous when it you. Is. I mean, and it's the it, it, as soon as, as you're talking like that, I, I'm thinking garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, of course, we're made in God's image. Yeah. Don't eat the fruit. You can't handle it. You'll know good and evil, yeah. but you won't know how to deal with it. I mean, so we do have, I mean, even totally people who don't care at all about Jesus are created in his image. And there is this aspiration for good, yeah. you know, however they define it. Well, yeah, because at our spiritual level, we know that there is good. Yeah. That has nothing to do with our ability to do it. And when someone does bad to us, we recognize it right away. Yes. We know evil. Yes. Doesn't mean we know how to get away from it. No. No. Yeah. It's like it's like knowledge is in many ways is a curse. Yeah. To know about something but not know how to handle it is well, a that, bad and that's thing. that that was the fruit. Exactly. <laughs> <was> the knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so I guess in all of that we see God. I think I think this story pushes us to, um, or I, I don't like to say story because it almost sounds like fiction, but mm-hmm. the whole just the whole account of the flood um, pushes us to re-recognize the sovereignty, mm-hmm. the omniscience of God, uh, does all things right, mm-hmm. is the definition of what is right. Mm-hmm. You know, if we want to know what right is, look at what God does, and that's. Wow. Yeah, it's not what we think is or we feel is right. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, just did another podcast the other day talking about a proverb that I, I don't remember the address of it, but it was, uh, there's a way that seems right to a man, mm. but in the end it leads to death, you know, and uh, powerful. What's the second question? Maybe we can dovetail back and forth a little bit. Well, the other thing I like about Noah, when we see Noah after the flood is done, we we see that he is also a sinful man. Mm -hmm. Um, And so God uses, uh, we see all throughout scripture, God uses imperfect people to make his perfect plan happen. It's all he has Uh, to work with, really. Yeah, (laughs) it's so true. Um, But I just love that because, I mean, right there shows grace. In Absolutely, the whole, the whole process. Yeah, because God knew exactly what was going to happen after the flood, obviously, yeah. and He still chose Noah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's interesting? Grace. I mean, we always associate it kind of juxtaposed beside sin, mm-hmm. but um, you know, before Adam and Eve ate the fruit, it's not like they didn't do one or two things that probably weren't. Perfect. They might have had a spat. They might have argued. Who, who knows? I, I don't know. It, but, you know, Paul seems to talk about how that before the command came, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 
there was no sin. Um, but once I knew, then it became sin for me. And it's almost like God was gracious to Adam and Eve, just, but they were blissfully ignorant. I, I don't know. Well, because the, Again, the, 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 it was the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. So there, there awareness, may be something you could say. Yeah. So yeah. there may be something to that where it, where it, it just went on ignorantly, I guess. I don't know. But something definitely changed when they ate the fruit. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know what? You know what? I, I seriously, this, wow. This is how our conversations go. <laughs> <laughs> One yeah. thing leads to another. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, because as soon as they became aware of it, it was their response to it that was the problem. They ran and hid. They tried to rationalize it and cover, cover it, it up, up and deny it right. instead of running to God with it and saying, Father, I'm sorry, we, we blew it. No, we, we took it into our own hands and tried to fix it ourselves. And uh, Been doing it ever since. Yeah. And I know we're back to the garden here instead of the flood, but, but that's where it led because after Genesis 3... And four, you have the first murder. And five, the wheels completely fall off. Yeah, it just goes downhill real fast. And by six, it's, uh, I think I'm going to flood the world. Yeah. I mean, it didn't take Total long. anarchy. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the inclinations of our heart were only wicked all the time. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, there's, there's a phrase um, in the little under introduction to this uh, few chapters that the author writes. Um, and it's, humanity steadily sinks deeper into spiritual darkness and moral confusion. Um, and when we, I just like that phrase because when we, when we walk away from God and we try to do things our own self or ourselves, uh, it just that moral confusion, um, everything gets blurred. There's no, in our minds, it's very hard to distinct right from wrong. Uh, and we actually end up blurring that line of no, actually we want to say now it's okay to murder somebody because they did this or this. And so. Uh, Absolutely. Just that confusion comes in, and oh yeah, well, it's a, we can rationalize yeah. internally. We can rationalize almost anything, almost anything, and and that's why it's important gathering together and and, and iron sharpening iron is, is to to bounce mm. that off and get out of that echo chamber of your mind because you can go into in directions that are very very unhealthy yeah. very quickly. I can agree with myself every day. Every exactly. Time. <laughs> I'm always right in my own mind. Exactly. No, that's so true. Uh, Kel and I are watching this show. Do a little commercial for it. It's called Foils War. It's pretty awesome. It's an old PBS thing. Are we getting sponsored? It, awesome. Maybe they'll hear this. Hey, Foils War. <laughs> no, but it's set in World War II, and it's about a detective who is trying to do police work in England during World War II. And he's constantly bumping up against people who are exploiting the war. They're in business or whatever, but they're exploiting the war to make cash under the table or on the side or running a deal. And if they kill somebody, well, they had to because it's for the war. <laughs> it's for the greater cause that comes up all the time. You have to see the bigger picture here, you know, or yeah, I know I shot those four people, but you can't arrest me because I'm the, I'm the leader of my, my, my squadron and they need me tomorrow and it's for the country. And you know, all of this rationalization that's going on. Um, yeah, we really stink at that. We're really bad. And foil is like a really, actually a great, um, I wouldn't call him a Christ figure, but he's a, he's a great truth representer. He, he comes through and he's like, he's like the unwavering, unbending. I'm glad you're with your squadron, but you're going to jail because <laughs> 
you killed four people, period. End of story. It doesn't matter what your story is. And right. it's like, wow. But, uh, but yeah, we, we, we totally lost our compass in Genesis 6. Mm-hmm. Um, completely. Um, I mean, do we even want to touch on the Nephilim? I went there. I brought it out. I said the word. I can edit this. <laughs> well, well, I mean, what a what a. I, mean, I know. I just think it's 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 in there for a reason. It's 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 part of that introductory those introductory lines talking about how messed up the world had become. So it needs to be seen as part of the breakdown. Yeah. Um, the men of renown. Say so what? I was just say what were the Nephilim? Because. Have you seen the Noah, the movie Noah? No. The most recent, I guess I it's have been not seen a it. few years back. No, no. Um, it's it's good, but they also take a lot of stuff from extra. Well, the, well, the Apocrypha, the yeah. Book of Enoch, Enoch um, yeah, right. talks about it a lot. I think it's Enoch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not an expert in the Apocrypha. But they have these rock creatures that are actually helping. It's very interesting. Interesting. Yeah, but... Anyways, you know, one of the, the theories and, and it really doesn't matter because either way they're, they're bad. Yeah. However you look at it. One of the theory I've always kind of, I don't know, held on to for lack of a better one is, um, and I think this is what the book of Enoch kind of alludes to that, that angelic beings, heavenly beings had inner, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. relations with earthly women. And the result was the result was these okay. Nephilim. Mm-hmm. That's what, uh, that's what. Was in my head, but I just yeah okay. Well, and that's where yeah. uh, um, it's theorized that a lot of the Roman and Greek mythologies come from are the, the gods coming down and ha- birthing the heroes. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? And that that is actually what it's looking back to is is mm-hmm. this interaction between the Nephilim and, and the you know yeah daughters of men right and the heroes of and the men of renown. That's yeah. Well, and, and I think maybe it's helpful for the listener to, 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 to hear, this is one of those passages that is obscure. It's by itself. It, it's isolated. It, it, there, you talk to 25 different Christians, you're going to get 25 different varying opinions. It's not central to the gospel, all of that stuff, you know? So, so it's not like a reason to freak out or anything. It's no. just one of those interesting statements that's dropped in there. Right. You go. Hmm. I'll just wait until we get into Job, and I go on my dragon rant. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, the, the Leviathan. Yes, yes, of course. All these big words. <laughs> um, but anyway, anyway, it, it, <laughs> it was it was messed up, um, whatever it was, and yeah. it wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. And uh, um, but then he finds Noah, and there's so many interesting things about Noah. I, I, I read this a few days ago, but over the years. I've always found it interesting that the the age of Noah is dropped in there a few times. Mm-hmm. Five hundred when he's called. Mm-hmm. He's six hundred <laughs> when well, the waters recede. Building an ark is not exactly a, a small task. Yeah, by yourself, by yourself. <laughs> trying I, to get your son-in-laws to help carry that beam. Steve Carell's um, um, movie I thought was phenomenal. It just bringing the the kind of idiocracy of the whole thing of like you're doing what and then the yeah. neighbors just like derision of, of you're like oh yeah bro a boat in the desert what are you doing yeah, and to do it that. for a hundred years yeah <laughs> it's like yeah that's it's insane that's some gumption that boy had some stick to i mean <laughs> he's like nope i'm doing this and and, and, and for some reason I, I keep peter calls him a preacher of righteousness 
And there's no record of Noah's sermons. But it almost kind of alludes to the fact that that was an amazingly bold act of obedience to just steadfastly work on that major ship for 100 years in obedience to God. It was a good conversation starter, I imagine. I'm sure. (laughs) Think of all the conversations that he had with people. Yeah. Were you going to say something, John? Well, I was just thinking, I'd I'd love to have the written down of... Like if Noah kept a journal of everything going through his head through this process of just because I could imagine after stubbing your finger oh, yeah. or hammering your Smash finger your the yeah. fifth time having the conversation. God, are you sure? <laughs> like, there's got to be a different way we can do this. Well, and there's no record of after him his first initial call to build the ark that he ever showed up again over the hundred years and reminded him to do it. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I All mean, through, you know. the whole Old Testament, there's a long periods of time of silence, yeah. hundreds oh, of yeah. years. So yeah. that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that, no, that's for sure. I think about that with Abraham all the time. It feels like God talks to Abraham every time you, boom, boom, you boom. think. But really, we're just jumping through time. To yeah, it's like encounters. a decade apart, you know, or whatever. But um, but still, but still, um, that is an amazing thought with Noah that 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 he proclaimed righteousness mm. with his obedience and. Um, and there were no converts. Nope. But he just kept being faithful. There's grace. Yeah. Well, and that's if you do go watch the the movie Noah, that's one thing that they start to um, almost waver from scripture a little bit, where it seems like there's going to be this time where uh, people are going to make change their mind on that. Um, and I'm sure as the floods were rising. People probably were running towards oh, Noah. Sure. No, they were. <laughs> and and, and he couldn't open the door. I'll say God well, sealed and the yeah. men. It wasn't. A... Uh, and in the movie, there's a stowaway. Like, you, you know, they, gotta, oh, yeah. they throw that dude yeah. overboard. But uh, just wow. so if you do go watch it, we're not oh, yeah. saying that. Yeah, no, no, no. Totally understand. It's Hollywood. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, hmm. No, it's, it's, in a, it's, I mean, you can just speculate on, on this for a long time. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about grace. Grace sometimes we we always associate with redemptive, but it can be empowering. It can be sustaining. It can be, you know, and and so God poured a lot of grace out on Noah to give him the stamina and the wherewithal to see that through in the face of you know huge ridicule, um, and 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 yet he was faithful to finish that work. Yeah, I mean for us like. How hard is it to go out on a limb like that for a week yeah. or a month or a year or even a lo- you know, our lifetime, mm-hmm. much less five lifetimes, six right. lifetimes. Yeah. A hundred years. It's like, <laughs> it's um, like and I don't, to be honest, I need some sustaining grace right now. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not building a boat, but I'm trying to build a life and a ministry and, it, right. and I'm, yeah. I'm feeling some pushback at times, you know, we all do. Wow, that's good. That's good. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a matter of staying the course, not being perfect. No, but staying the course. Yeah, yeah. Who knows how many times you had to tear the whole second deck down and start over? You didn't get that one beam in place right. Right. Crazy amateur. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He was. <laughs> you know, dude. He just. I mean, all God said was put three floors in it, and make it this long and this high. Yeah. It's not a lot of, it's not like a, it's not and like what a to make it out of, how to yeah. seal it up. And, yeah. Wow. 
There's no test float either. <laughs> yeah, it just no. started raining. <laughs> Crazy. Okay, we could go all day. Well, let's, let's let's we better move to question number two. Question number two: After the flood, what does God promise to Noah and to creation? And then, why is this important for the story of redemption? He's not going to destroy the earth with a flood ever again. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Caveat. And, <laughs> and I think he adds in there that springtime and harvest will yes. continue till the very end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as earth endures or whatever, however he says it. Yeah, it, you know, we will have the normal seasons. cycles and seasons. Cycles. And, yeah. Cycles. But, um, yeah. Um, so um, that's God's faithfulness and gives us the rainbow to remind us of that faithfulness. And uh, I mean, no, I guess is just a microcosm of the grace that we receive mm-hmm. when, we're, when we walk. Does it say Noah walked with God or? It did at the very beginning okay. when, uh, when it's showing the difference between everybody else in creation. Right. But Noah walked with God yeah, or whatever. Noah and, with God. Um, and that's a, that's a massive phrase in the early pages of Genesis. Yes. That only happens a couple of times with very specific people. I think Abraham walked with God, and I know Enoch walked with God. And was no more. Yes. And was no more. What an amazing thought. But, um, but yeah, and, and you know, you were talking about not being perfect. Uh, walking with God doesn't mean perfect. Nope. It just, uh, and we even, even on the way over here, we talked about David having a heart that pursued God. David was clearly yeah. fold. A man flawed, after God's heart isn't isn't yeah pursuing right, his right. heart, not being perfect or yeah flawless, because right. he. Obviously so you could was. say you you could almost you could almost uh, paraphrase that oh, those that phrase in Genesis that you know the whole world had 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 gone astray, but there was one man who, while he was imperfect, still was aware of and and was seeking God. Mm-hmm. You know, wow, and that's grace because he didn't earn it. Mm-mm. You know, but God, God affirmed it, recognized it, mm-hmm. blessed it. Wow, that's huge. Mm-hmm. So good. Read, read the question again. Cause After the flood, what does God promise to Noah and to creation? And then why is this important for the story of redemption? Wow. I love that phrase. <laughs> he didn't just promise, us, promise it to us. Right, he yeah. promises it to creation. Mm-hmm. I mean, all all a, of creation yearns. I mean, it's it's right. yeah. and was subject to the curse. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I was actually talking to Amelia about about that because we, we were talking about why um, the animals in the in the garden. You know, how is it that a lion could lay next to a lamb? Yeah, like how does that even yeah. work? Yeah. Well, this is this all got corrupted. You know, I I have, I have friends that that idolize nature. To, to say it's our, you know, we're the bad guys. And if we let nature be nature, nature's fine and, and good. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Corruption's corruption. Right. All of creation is corrupted. Right. <laughs> right. That's when poison yeah. ivy came. That I, I was actually our, one of our examples. <laughs> sure. Or our, or our allergic reaction to yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Right. One of the two. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, think of, uh, you know. Hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, all of it. Mm-hmm. It's all just part of the broken. Mm-hmm. It's this massive imbalance in in the in the swings hard one way and swings hard the other way, yeah. and just continually. Yeah, yeah. And and I mean, 
there's a number of times in the scriptures where creation is kind of personified. It's it's given characteristics of feeling things and yearning for things and wanting things. And it's almost like the creation doesn't want to be messed up. No, it wants that balance back. It wants to be whole again. What it was. Just, just like, like our souls. Yeah. 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 And uh, kind of makes me think about um, um, even beyond our earth because we tend to limit creation to earth, but all, all of creation. of creation was cursed. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, this, this, okay, I'm going to go off. I don't even know how you go off when I don't know what I'm on yet. Right. We're just kind of randomly talking <laughs> about things here, but, but, but I was talking with a friend who was a nerd, kind of like you, Jared. And, and, and he was, but I mean that as a compliment. He's, <laughs> he's really smiling. Okay. But anyway, um, he was really into physics and, and some of these things. And, and we were talking about the sun mm-hmm. and how the sun is like a medium age star, basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what does that mean? And he starts talking about, you know, fusion and, mm-hmm. and how there's a, a, a finite amount of that can, that can occur. And eventually it becomes whatever a dwarf or a, yeah, it'll shift. Red, I think it'll shift red dwarf. Depends on its mass. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. So it begins to shift and, and uh-huh. even change color and whatever, uh-huh. and then it explodes mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm just like, whoa! I mean, I'm just like totally into this because I know just enough to 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 kind of understand enough to be scared. <laughs> but you know, I mean, it, it is a very, 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 very long process for yes. that to happen. Yes. But um, still, this creation is not built to last forever. No. You know, there's a ticking clock. That's that's crazy. I mean, we're going to be dead probably. I, but uh, that's interesting. I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's just wild to to think about the curse of the creation and and the yearning for a a, a resolution. And mm-hmm. right. Well, I would even go so far as to say, or at least posit that maybe the sun didn't deplete prior to the fall. Oh, wow. Maybe it wasn't consumed. Because if God can create light, it in and of itself can emanate. So it doesn't have to be generated. So potentially, that form of death, because the the stars are dying, didn't exist. Wow. So Adam and Eve bite the fruit and the first... Active fusion occurred. <laughs> well, it, it starts breaking down at that yeah, point. Yeah, it starts I, breaking I down. Yeah, but it's wow. conceivable that maybe there was no such thing as radioactivity prior to. Right, because there was nothing. Because it didn't broke. decay. Or, or Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Wow, wow, wow. My head hurts after yeah, that Yeah, are you feeling edified now in the Lord? <laughs> um, no, but, you know, it's, it is interesting stuff to speculate about. And uh, the good news is God promises... That he'll never do that again by flood, but there's kind of in, insinuated in that that there is a day coming, and because he says these things will last until right the end. It is finite. I.e., there will be an end, um, and he gives Mo, or Noah the same command he gave Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, and uh, he he does. He, as much as I can't understand why he would want the frustration of it all, he wants us in his life. Yeah, that's one thing I wrote down is 
this promise or this covenant would be then passed on from generation to generation, yeah. um, that he would then keep this interaction with his with at least a family, right? Um, a remnant in creation, yeah, yeah. Well, it, I mean, go ahead. It, it is interesting because God is very, very logical, uh-huh. but His love for us isn't. <laughs> I mean, it really isn't. <laughs> well, his ways are higher than ours, so anytime we bring the word logic in, we're, uh, yes. we have a limit to our... Absolutely. But yeah, totally. And, and uh, you know, I mean, Ham, Sham, and Japheth. Yes. First off, you know your son's doomed when you call him Ham. <laughs> I'm sorry. The original three stooges. <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyway, you know, you have from those three, if you study their... Their uh, descendants. Yeah, you have pretty much the earth, and in, in terms of Shem is where Abraham and mm-hmm. all of those folks come from, and Japheth. I, I'm not certain who all they were, but they they seem to be the folks that coexisted with Israel, and you know weren't necessarily enemies, but right. but, but were clearly um, at least from Noah's words, you know, beneath. Shem and then Ham is that, that those folks turn out to be the Canaanites, right? Yeah. That's that's who are then conquered and, and all of that. So um, anyway, we're just we're just we're just talking now. Um, but Grace, the story wouldn't have continued without it. Period. No, that's the bottom line. We wouldn't be here talking about it, right? If it hadn't been for that, so and God uh, didn't have to ever save. Well, he didn't have to create us for one. Right. He didn't have to create a, a redemptive process after Adam and Eve. Right. He didn't have to save Noah. He right. did. He didn't have to any of it. No, and you know what? That makes me think of is right after. And maybe what time are we at? Half hour. Okay, so so just because I'll I'll take the liberty to wrap it up. But I was just thinking how cool it is. I don't know if any of you guys have thought. Drop it in. But um, how cool it is that right after the, the first sin, you have the first promise of the Messiah, that through Eve will come one who will redeem us, you know, crush the head of the serpent. Mm-hmm. And it's right after that that everything falls apart. Mm-hmm. So you know he's going to redeem somebody through the flood. Because 315 can't be fulfilled if there's not an ongoing. Right. Yeah. You know, story because it, it hadn't happened yet at Nova. You know, right. Nova was there, so there was no Messiah unless, yeah. So, uh, but it's interesting because God, I mean, he, he his promises will not be thwarted, no matter how bad things get. You know, and uh, that isn't fulfilled for <laughs> a while, conceivably, yeah, <laughs> several thousand years yeah. till till after that. So, uh, wow, pretty cool. So his promises are true, and his grace is good. Um. You guys have anything else? Mm-mm. All right. What's our next? What's our next section of scripture that we're going to look at? Tower of Babel. Yep. Tower of Babel, Tower which of Babel. is uh, Genesis. Genesis ten through twelve. Ooh, right up to the call of Abraham. This will be good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you really want to be a good Christian, you can. Be, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, um, no, seriously. If you want to uh, enjoy the talk even a little more. Uh, Spend some time in Genesis 10 through 12, and next week we'll talk about that. Okay, God bless you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Remember to like, share, subscribe, all those good things. Have a great week in the Lord. Bye-bye.